Welcome to the Entrepreneurial Leap Podcast. I'm your host, Rob Dubay. For context, this podcast is inspired by the book, Entrepreneurial Leap by Gino Wickman. Gino is the founder of EOS Worldwide and an author with over 2 million copies of his books sold worldwide. Now in his next phase, he is taking his passion for helping entrepreneurs by partnering with five equally passionate, successful entrepreneurs, myself included, who have created the E-Leap Academy, where we teach the content from the book in a one-year program guaranteed to increase the success of early stage businesses. Now, a quick note about me. I've been an entrepreneur since the age of 14 when I started my first business selling blow pop lollipops out of my locker with my best friend. I ran a company that I sold to a public company and later bought back. I'm an author, speaker, host of an annual leadership retreat, and I'm partners in several other businesses. I'll be your host for the Entrepreneurial Leap Podcast where every other week, you will be hearing life stories from successful entrepreneurs who took the leap into entrepreneurship. You will learn from their mistakes and successes and be inspired as you move forward on your journey. Now, before I introduce my guest, I'm going to share with you a bit about eLeap Academy. The Entrepreneurial Leap Academy provides an immersive nine-month experience for new entrepreneurs with a focus on the three C's, clarity, confidence, and community. Let's start with the first C, clarity. You will learn to be clear about who you are, what you want from your business, and how to get it. The next C, confidence. You will learn to be confident you're on the right path, equipped with powerful mindset tools. The last C, connected you will become connected to a community of entrepreneurs just like you. Now, all participants receive four full-day in-person classes led by experienced entrepreneurs to equip you with the tools and strategies necessary to build a successful business. The Academy's dynamic community connects participants with a tribe of like-minded individuals for support and networking opportunities during and between classes. Students also receive a seasoned mentor offering personalized guidance and expertise to help you navigate the challenges of entrepreneurship. To start building the business of your dreams, visit our website at e-leap Again, that's e-leap.com. There, you can learn more about and sign up for the next Entrepreneurial Leap Academy. Today's guest is Dr. Jim Lorenz. Dr. Lorenz is a board-certified physician in family practice. He did his residency in family general practice in emergency medicine at Garden City Hospital, Beaumont Hospital, and Henry Ford Hospital, all located in southeastern Michigan. He received his degree of Doctor of Osteopathic Medicine at Kirksville College of Osteopathic Medicine, now known as A.T. Still University, located in Kirksville, Missouri. He is an active staff physician at Beaumont Hospital, Botsford Hospital, and St. John's Hospital, again, all located in southeastern Michigan. 
He is an assistant clinical professor at Michigan State University and an active member of the American Academy of Anti-Aging and Restorative Medicine, American Academy of Osteopathic Medicine, American Medical Association, and American College of Osteopathic Physicians. But stay with me because Dr. Lorenz is a true entrepreneur. His medical practice is unique in that he takes a multifaceted approach to impact the lives of his patients. He is passionate and dedicated to bringing his personal experience, knowledge, and training to enhance one's quality of life at any age. He provides a personal approach to supplementation, much like his patient care with functional medicine, closely monitoring levels through extensive blood work and detailed testing methods. Dr. Lorenz treats patients with the goal of achieving optimal ranges in blood work instead of reaching normal levels based on a sick population. Over the years of his practice, he has devised ways in which he could assist patients with specific supplementation requirements by analyzing data. He formulated JV Nutraceuticals products based on the needs of patients seeking the best possible health and longevity. He is excited to deliver a product line of therapeutic dose supplements that he truly believes in. He was born and raised in Detroit, Michigan, is an avid health and outdoor enthusiast. He participates in many sports, including biking, swimming, climbing, hunting, hockey, snowboarding, squash, and golf. He regularly competes in mountain bike races and tours. Dr. Lorenz has sponsored the RBS cycling team for several years, including amateurs and semi-pros. He cares for many professional athletes and is also the physician for the world-famous Kronk boxing team. You are going to be inspired and honestly pumped up after listening to my chat with Dr. Lorenz. So please enjoy. Jim, welcome to the Entrepreneurial Leap podcast. I am so grateful for you taking time to do this with us. And I'm so excited to hear about your business and your journey. So from the bottom of our heart, thank you. No, no, no. Thank you. My pleasure. I love to share. And I no pressure. That. No pressure, by the way. Um, and and as you heard in the intro. Uh, Jim is Dr. Jim Lorenz. He's an amazing doctor, and we're going to hear more about that. An entrepreneurial doctor, which is one of the reasons why I'm so excited to talk to you, because I think many don't think about the medical field as entrepreneurial, but it really is. And we're going to hear about your unique practice. Um, but I always like to start each of the episodes with something like a quote, and then hear your feedback on it. This is a little different, but there was something that I saw that pinged me. And so I'm going to read you something and then you'll respond to it. And it's what's called the seven rules for life. And they are smile. It always works out in the end. Be kind. You always have the power to make people feel good. Don't give up. If it doesn't work the first time, find another way. Don't compare, everyone's on a different journey. Avoid negativity, avoid negative thoughts, situations, and people. Make peace with your past, 
focus on being present and creating a better future. And the last one, take care of your body and mind. One struggles to survive without the other. So what comes to mind for you when you hear that? Well, you know, right away, those all resonate with me because it's kind of, you know this, but what I practice a bit too, because it's so important in your health, you know, but uh, ironically, because uh, I just left seeing a few patients uh, this morning is I have a very similar thing posted in one of our rooms and I saw, and the very first thing is always smile. And what's so funny that that was the first thing you brought up. So, and, and, and that was just truly organic right there. So the, uh, but the, uh, yeah, yeah, it's, uh, I think the biggest thing is, and in, in that kind of quote, I think is, is that you, I believe from the heart, you always have to try and initiate and have fun and smile and lift yourself up, even if you're not in that place. And so you can lift others up because the reality is, is that we all, I believe innately need to, you know, there's an underlining like fulfillment to help others. And, right. and that, and I think that's just resonates so much in any business, by the way, but also in your health. Right. And, you know, your business is about helping others. And so, you know, obviously you went into traditional medicine uh, as in terms of your education to a certain degree. And then I think you can share a little bit more about maybe less traditional medicine and how you practice today. Yeah. But how did you shift from this idea of going into the medical field? And then actually, when you realized, wow, this is entrepreneurial, what I'm doing here, this is a business I am building. Uh, it's a practice with customers, and I need to take good care of those customers and build this entrepreneurial empire that I'm building. So talk a little bit about the early stages when that started for you. Yeah, it will. And it's, it's funny because even it's, it's, it doesn't resonate well with me when you use that word yet. I know <laughs> that essentially I am that. Um, and it took a lot of years, obviously you go into medicine and you go into med school and you train in fellowships and all these things with, you know, a whole different intent, which is, you know, from a passion and a caring and wanting to help others. And, you know, there is that aspect of course, of like, you want, we all want financial stability in life. So, you know, that in the field of medicine is attractive because I, my father was a physician, always said this, is that son, you'll always be needed. If you do <laughs> medicine, you'll always be needed. And no matter what's going on in the world, I mean, even a world war or something, you know, you're right. always going to need so. But, but so my entrepreneurial though part, I, I don't think it even resonated with me for years and years after I was already out but it really hit me again, not that I was even cognizant of it, but I went out on my own. So I was, I had finished my residency um, and my fellowship and training and, and that, and I was working actually with my father in a practice. Um, and at that time, just a general practitioner, a little bit of sports medicine. And um, after a couple of years of that, I was disenchanted, didn't kind of like, you know, what I was doing, even though patients loved me and, you know, our practice was well. And, you know, it was fun because I was, you know, the doctor's son, even though I was the doctor and, you know, it, it, so that there was some nice things about that, but I wanted to do my own thing. I saw myself in a different direction and things that resonated more with me. And, uh, you know, I, 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 you know, not to sound <laughs> um, uh, funny with what this podcast is about, but I made the leap, you know, That's and, right. uh, and there's a lot of fear 
but I also then found myself, wow, yeah, probably two, three years down the road of already in that journey going, wow, I guess I am an entrepreneur. <laughs> you know, I didn't really think of it that way. I just wanted to right. survive and keep yeah. doing the right thing, you know? Yeah. Um, and, uh, but you end up there, you know, you end up there. And then, you know, years later, uh, I, you know, I had somebody, actually an attorney friend of mine that uh, I'd known for years and years, a great mentor. He shared with me essentially what even Gino had shared with me um, even years and years later is that it's okay to make money, to make a good living. Mm. There's no, sh there shouldn't be shame in that, you right. know? Yeah. And, uh, and I think that's the struggle with always with medicine in the medical community, you know, um, a bit, you know, there's, there's that little bit of a struggle. So, um, but, but it's funny that I, uh, didn't really, really realize for years that I was like, oh, wow, I guess I am an entrepreneur. <laughs> Growing up, did you notice any entrepreneurial tendencies now that you're older and you reflect on that or? Oh yeah. hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah. I, you know, I was in high school. I had my own, you know, window washing company. Oh my gosh. Is that yeah. right? But if somebody said, oh, you're going to be an entrepreneur, I probably said, what's that? What, what does that mean? <laughs> I'm like, I want to make some money for the summer, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and I was outside getting some sun. <laughs> I love it. And I love the way, you know, you listened to your dad. He said that you'll, you'll always be needed as a doctor. But then yeah. you had this entrepreneurial side of you that knew that you could build a practice maybe in a different way. And one of the things that you do differently, and, and please correct me because I'm sure I don't have it completely right, but uh, I noticed that you are um, part of the Fellowship in Anti-Aging, Regenerative and Functional Medicine, FARM, I guess would be the acronym. And yeah. so I built. I wanted to build on this because to me, that's a different kind of medical practice. And is that the ideal business for you? And if so, how did you recognize that? Yeah, so I had um, a unique um, kind of journey, you know, that was very organic in the sense of uh, I knew I was an athlete. I was very health oriented, fit. Um, this is going to sound odd, but in medicine, traditional medicine, um, in primary care, internal medicine, if you will, clinical medicine, we find ourselves uh, when you're in that spot, often practicing, um, you know, you're, you're looking at a lot of traditional things only. And of course there's problem solving. And then in my space, it was a lot of then referring out for specialty stuff. And for me, it wasn't that rewarding in the sense of, uh, I didn't really, I feel that there was more for me to give and more knowledge that I had. Mm -hmm. And what happened though, is I didn't know where that was going to take me or what I was going to do. But what I ended up doing is I had a little bit in my mid thirties, uh, health issues. And, uh, the long story short is made minor stuff, but just fatigue and things I was just going through in life. And I was still trying to be the, uh, <laughs> the, uh, semi-professional athlete, which I had no business doing because I was a doctor and a father and a husband and, you know, you know, but, uh, and, uh, and that led me to a fellowship. So this fellowship in regenerative functional medicine, which is just a different, it's medicine. It's a different mindset. It's, it's really dealing with the physiology, the real function of the body and fixing things versus just a band-aid and kicking the can down the road.
Mm-hmm. And I, I do traditional medicine. Of course, there's some amazing things with traditional and advanced medicine, but we incorporate these two in, in this kind of uh, regenerative fellowship that I learned and then how I built my model. And uh, that kind of really became my, you know, again, not that it was an intentional, but my entrepreneurial leap in the sense of, you know, this is where my passion is, where my interest is, what resonates with me. And it's going to help, <clears throat> excuse me, it's going to help others. Right. And it helped myself in simple things with energy, mid, you know, in my mid thirties and just some things that were going on that I had learned in medical school, but it was really, uh, you know, kind of the nuts and bolts of medical school. And then you go to like the pharmacology and the surgery and, uh, you know, the specialty stuff. And there was a lot there that I felt from a functionality, just like a business, actually, ironically, just like a business that if you're in tune with, you can really fix and help the body heal and improve and have a higher quality of life. And, and, and just, just like no different really than a business. Right. So, you know, I think we have a unique opportunity here with you gracing us with your presence because at an early stage with your business, you know, you're going so hard and you're so passionate and you're doing everything. You're wearing a thousand different hats. How, can you focus on your physical and mental well-being at the same time? Do you have any thoughts for us? I just think this is such a unique opportunity for you to help some of these early stage entrepreneurs who are going so hard and don't have time. They don't think they have time. For sure. 100%. Well, I'm going to tell you, I didn't and I crashed. And essentially, I mean, you know, not to get too bogged down in the medical part, but I developed an adrenal issue and an nutritional issue and a sleep issue and a mood issue because of basically going too hard. You know, wearing a lot of hats, again, father, husband, business owner, didn't even really, because I'm a, I'm a visionary and just a go-getter and all that, didn't really appreciate the stresses of being an entrepreneur and a business owner. So, you know, basically, I, you know, everything's about balance. I mean, just like a business, just like the body, everything's about balance. I was way out of balance, but I was just pushing hard and, you know, worrying about making ends meet with, with, with everything, not just the business, but with family and obligations and kids and, you know, et cetera. So I didn't do it. <laughs> My advice would be to, you'll get a lot farther, a lot faster and a lot healthier just having awareness, you know, awareness of, you know, simple things that keep you, you know, uh, um, well, if you will, keep you focused, keep you energetic, you know, um, you cannot be an entrepreneur, you cannot run a business, if you don't have energy, if you don't have a clear mindset, if you, you know, and, and that goes down to things like sleep, and it goes down to things like good nutrition, and it goes down to simple things that we have to do, meaning we have to sleep, we have to eat, okay? And potentially some of us are sitting a lot, so you're going to feel a lot better, you're going to be a lot healthier moving. So just awareness of some simple things, and obviously I do and go way, way, way deeper than any of that. But the point is, that's just some simple stuff because I think it gets like overlooked. I, I got so many patients that I deal with that are entrepreneurs and big CEOs and presidents of companies and you name it, or many companies, long story short is they, I mean, they're sitting all day. They're doing Zooms all day, whatever. 
And uh, it, it, from a standpoint of everything, you know, uh, simple blood flow, uh, weight management, you know, right. cardiovascular health, brain health, you know, stress reduction. I mean, they don't get sunlight and they don't move. <laughs> we got to start there sometimes. <laughs> but uh, but it's no, it's not to get too winded. It's very critical, very critical to uh, have awareness and appreciate your body doesn't know any difference in stress, the stress response, good or bad. So meaning too much of anything, you're going to fall out of balance and you're not going to be as crisp and sharp and directed as I think you want to be. Okay. So, uh, you know, hopefully that answers it a bit. Yeah, no, it's great advice. You know, can you share as you, as you did your leap, went out on your own, what did you, was there a point, maybe you didn't frame it this way, but we always like to ask, was there a point where you were like, this is a dream? <laughs> like This whole thing, like, I can't believe this. Yeah, every day. <laughs> I love it. When, <laughs> yeah. do, you, do you have any time, point in time where you got going and you got in your flow and you were like, wow, like it was five years ago and this happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think, um, what happened is the, the the truth is this. I I think I, you know, I was even in this model, even in functionally helping people and, you know, hiring other practitioners, doctors, nurse practitioners, a uh, couple locations, things like this. You know, it was happening. You know, it's just really, it was just, you know, it worked. My model worked. It's a reproducible model. People, you know, everything's pretty much word of mouth. So I think that was happening. I didn't really appreciate it. You know, like I think what you're asking, and I think what actually happened was, um, when I took more time for myself, and and I, I started really thinking about the business more, which roughly I would say was about seven years ago. You know, uh, I literally was like, "Wow, exactly what you said. This <laughs> this really works," <laughs> and not just. The people I'm seeing, you know, uh, but the other practitioners that are using my model and, you know, doing this regenerative functional approach and this wellness approach, they're doing wonderful. And, you know, we were replicating a wonderful thing. And I think, but it was about five to seven years ago, I think that I really stopped and, and, you know, not to plug somebody, this is really from the heart, but um, it was really that that was through EOS and through Gino. And, and, and because, you know, I think, you know, the story of how I met him, but, you know, it, it was very funny because I'm running this business and I'm being an entrepreneur here. He's my patient, you, didn't even uh, you know. know, hopefully I can say that. And I, and I don't care because I don't, I'm not even listening to him. <laughs> I'm fixing him. You know, what do you got for me? I'm fixing you. <laughs> right. So, great. and, uh, and I, I one day listened and it was probably about seven years ago. <laughs> So great. You know, um, oftentimes as entrepreneurs, we have somebody or some people in our life who are very instrumental, mentor us, help us, you know, get through some difficult times, which we're always going to have them uh, a little bit more easily. Is, is there any person or people that come to mind for you? And if so, how important was it that you had somebody like that? Oh, I, I, it's it, it's critical and if you think you don't need that i think you really need to you know check your pulse and really 
check in with yourself authentically because mm. the reality is you know there is nothing better i think that can help you is people with wisdom and previous experience even if it's a different experience even if it's a different perspective but um i've had that fortunately my whole life maybe maybe i could say i've sought that out my whole life because mm. it does show up in my life um from between you know whether it's my father uh, some good friends, some uh, patients that have become friends. Yeah. Um, but uh, I, I think it's so critical. And yeah, they often end up being a little bit older maybe than myself and or a different path, yet I really respect them. So even they don't need to understand medicine. They don't even need to be that big of an entrepreneur. Maybe they've had just a different experience and leaning into them once in a while I think really helps because you know, it gives you a different perspective for sure. But yeah, down to, Hey, I used one yesterday on a personal reason <laughs> on a Sunday afternoon yeah. <laughs> at coffee. So you good. need those. You do. Okay. The, you know, we, in the book, Gino writes about these six essential traits that all entrepreneurs have. I'm curious if these resonate with you. Visionary, passionate, problem solver, driven, risk tape risk taker and responsible how do those land with you when you hear them well, well i mean geez there is did he write that about me or... <laughs> there you go they land they land square on then this is why eos and me work so well together <laughs> um <laughs> it's uh yeah no those resonate very well i mean actually the thing is and i didn't even see myself this way you know um and whether it's the person out there listening right now or it's somebody in their model or that they're doing, the visionary part is so critical because um, not everybody I think has that. I didn't know I was a visionary. Um, it really it just it didn't really think of it that way, but I am. And I and, I, and I, actually, I think, I, I, interestingly, uh, I believe a lot of men are, if they really step back and think about it to some degree, hmm. they may not be as aware of it, but... Um, the and and from a brain cerebral standpoint that's accurate scientifically but um being a visionary or having a good visionary i think is super critical um in everything i mean it doesn't matter what you do everything has to come with passion mm -hmm. you know and passion comes from something authentic comes from you know serving others and and whatever that is i mean it doesn't have to be medicine and health and healing it could be uh, you know, in the food industry or, or could, could, could be in a service you provide or, right. you know, but when it's, when it comes from passion, it, it, it resonates so well with the community and the connection that you, you have. And I think that's uh, essential. Yeah. Yeah. You know, also in the book, Gino writes about these, what we, what he calls the must do's for entrepreneurs. And I picked out a few that I was curious about for you. The first one was, always have a plan B. And the reason that popped up for me was I was curious when you left your father's practice and ventured out on your own, if there was ever a moment where you thought, well, if this doesn't work out then. And the other thing is in those seven rules for life at the beginning, one of them was don't give up. If it doesn't work the first time, find another way. So I kind of felt like maybe you already had that ingrained in you. But what are your thoughts on always having a plan B? Well, I, I think we we need that to some degree. You know, yeah. um, 
I, I think, uh, you know, so, you know, in an, in this context, you know, entrepreneurial wise and that, uh, you know, you need to, we, we have bills, <laughs> you know, in fact, I always, I always text my kids this. In fact, I did this morning, literally, but they know my joke. It's such a dad yeah. joke. It's there, you know, when they want something or, Hey, can we this or that? I mean, not even money wise, but I'm always like, Hey, I'm just, I got to go pay some bills it means go to work, <laughs> you know? So we, you know, we always, we have these. So I think having a plan B to some degree, some, you know, it helps because, we, you need, you have to be willing to have a leap of faith and have fear. And I think fear is not a bad thing because actually we have major empowerment when we overcome that fear or right. we see it on the other end. I mean, that's, that's, you know, that's what it's all about. That's the excitement of being an entrepreneur and having a result. Okay. Yeah. But the, uh, I think having some kind of cushion or some kind of, you know, safety net or some kind of plan B for, for me, what it was, unfortunately, you know, you know, I have the medical license and I know it sounds silly or so simple to say, but it was like, well, I, I did training in ER medicine, you know, and, and family practice. So I go back to the ER, you know, or, you know, I, I always had something I could, I knew I could pay the bills, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, that was for me personally. Yeah. Uh, but if I, you know, I definitely think having some type of plan B, but I also think that you never give up. So it, it, in a lot of ways, I mean, if you're coming from passion, because I would question the passion if you're giving up, you know, yeah. if you're giving up or you're easily deterred in your, I would second guess what you're trying to achieve. Yeah, that's great. And I love that you said with your kids, you text them, got to go pay the bills, which means I got to get to work, which another one of the must do's is work hard, really hard. And again, this was something I was thinking about with you because <clears throat> my understanding uh, and I did try to confirm this, and I feel like I did, but uh, medical professionals have a very high rate of burnout and a much higher rate of suicide, actually, sadly, than the general population. And so I was curious about that and how that landed with you about working hard, really hard, especially in your profession. Yeah. Well, that's that's loaded. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, well, here's why it's loaded, which by the way, for, for some comedy value here, I used to say to my kids, this is pre cell phone, you know, when they were little, is uh, that I had to make the donuts. So every time <laughs> I left the house, I was going to make the donuts. Make the donuts. One good. day they were like, dad, you don't make donuts. <laughs> they were, they were like disappointed a bit. They're like, you never bring them home. Yeah. So now I just, I got to pay the bills. You know, right. by the way, they're all adults now. <laughs> so they're like, they don't even care when I say I got to go pay the bills. <laughs> right. Totally. Um, to go back, um, you know, I, I think, um, well, ask me, ask me again to clarify that. Just work I, hard, really hard. You know, like when we, we have to have a certain work ethic when we yeah. take that leap. Yeah. It, the thing is, is that of course, it, you, you know, being an entrepreneur, you're gonna have to work hard and you know, any result comes from hard work, of of course. Um, the reason I said it earlier was loaded is this, I think medicine and why those statistics are very real and they're very real, by the way, every medical journal I pick up these days, okay, every single one or, you know, or, or something I follow, you know, social media wise, that's on the medical end or through the AMA and that this is very true. It's an epidemic in medicine. It's, it's, it's a whole nother topic. I won't get too right. into it, but is burnout suicide rate. Um, doctors retiring early, healthcare professionals, like, because you have to understand is that 
you're taking on, it's not just being a business person or, or that you're taking on all this emotional, you know, baggage, if you will, of other people, especially if you're passionate about what you do. So why I said it's a loaded question is in a traditional medical approach, that is, those numbers are very, very accurate. I think in my model and what we do and doctors like myself that are in the, you know, wellness prevention, longevity space, um, helping people, we're meeting people that are like-minded. You know, these people want to do better, want to thrive. Um, you know, because uh, one thing we offer is the strongest currency. We offer the strongest currency to everybody. Mm. And you know what that is? It's time. We give you better and more time. Okay. We're all going to die, but that's what, you know, so it, my model is a little different because I'm never going to retire. I'm not looking for an end game. I, I love what I do and I won't, I don't burn out because of it, because I've carved out a, a model that supports that. But I think what you're asking me, yes, is, you know, I think uh, in, in the true medical traditional approach, it's a grind and it's hard and that. So I'm going to ignore that because that's not what we're talking about. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but you. I wanted to be clear about that. Um, in an, in an working hard though, in an entrepreneurial model, if you're coming from a passion, you got to be cognizant of the stress. Like I said, everything's about balance. Um, but you, you do. In fact, one of my regrets I would have, you know, and it's a minor regret, is that when I was a little younger, in in this process, you know, being an entrepreneur, not even having awareness of it, and that that I didn't maybe focus more and carve out more and working harder because I would be more ahead where I see myself now. Um, and again, I hate to say it's even a regret, but just that I could see how, you know, youth, if you will, <laughs> we're, we're more easily distracted. Yeah. I'll just put it that way, you know? <laughs> so um, and, and, you know, so I, I definitely believe that the hard work is always there. Um, in fact, actually it needs to be there. And that's also why you shouldn't give up because I do believe with hard work, you'll get what you want. You'll yeah. get what you you truly are after. Yeah. Another thing I wondered, again, these are must-dos, <clears throat> is uh, take criticism and doubt with a grain of salt. And I wondered about this with your practice, and maybe it was early on, or maybe it still comes to light today, or maybe nothing at all. But do you have you received criticism in any way about the type of medicine that you practice? Because- your longevity doctor, as you mentioned, and other, you know, many people within the population are not drawn to that and may see that in a different light. And so I'm curious, did, do you receive criticism or doubt from time to time about the type of practice that you have? I, um, I used to hundred percent, 10 years yeah. ago. Oh my gosh. You know, it was like, in fact, actually, um, many people who are like, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> like, you know, you, you have a good reputation and you, I know you're smart and like, are you, what are you doing? So most of that though, is a misconception. You know what I mean? Uh, you know, I'm not doing witchcraft and, and, and holistic approaches or integrative approaches are, they're really using physiology and true science. It's just a different philosophy and a different mindset. So yes, early on, I got a lot of criticism. I think more in, in from the medical community a bit, and, and there is still some of that, you know, in judgment, um, you know, judgment, I, I, I always say, you know, always be careful because truthfully, if you're being judged, you know, look at who you're being judged by and the results of that judgment and where that's coming from. So I don't even mind that truthfully. Mm. Um, the funny thing though is, is the, uh, 
most of now still that's out there a bit is confusion. You know, what does longevity mean? Right. You know, do I take care of all these geriatric people? No, <laughs> I, you know, you know, I mean, literally I've been, like still get this, like, what does that mean? Oh, oh you're going to make me live forever or that's what you focus on. No, 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 no one's living forever. Um, we're all going to die. It's actually programmed in our cells, by the way, genetically. <laughs> so, uh, you know, but can we expand that time and better time? Quality of life is the big thing. Like I said, that commodity, that that currency, I make it, you know, as kind of tongue in cheek, but it's so valuable because the reality is even in this context, you can't be what you want to be in your business. You can't strive to the goals you want or build the infrastructure you want if you don't have that time, that quality time too, you know, the right mind, the right health, the right energy, the right focus. And that doesn't just happen from the heart. It's got to be, it's physiologic too, you know, especially as we age. Right. So I'm curious, cause you mentioned you're true visionary and I believe that you are. And, you know, one of the things we talk about in our program with the Academy is to see it every night. And I'm wondering, is that something that you find yourself doing? Do you see your vision every night and how this business will continue to move forward and into whatever success means to how you want it to be? Well, every night? <laughs> I don't know about every night. Beautiful. Um, Keep going. This is great. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, well, because, you know, I do do a lot of other things besides <laughs> medicine. And, and in fact, actually... I think that's what keeps me happy and keeps me interested and balanced in that, yeah, you know, is that, definitely. um, so I wouldn't say I have that vision every night, but I would definitely say, um, you know, weekly and things like this, there's definitely a mindset of, you know, and, and, and working and building and, you know, seeing things where I want them to go and trying to project things where I want to go. And, you know, cause really my, my vision was really, ironically, it started with helping. I want to help everybody. I, you know, I could, I could serve and help everybody. Okay. Yeah. And, um, and it worked by the way. I mean, I mean, I built a big business and I, you know, had a lot of thousands of patients and, th and many practitioners and et cetera. And I wasn't even really getting burnt out in that sense, but it watered down I needed more time with some of my patients. I needed more focus with some of my patients. So it kind of watered it down. So, you know, um, I think my vision and my continual vision evolves. And I think a true visionary that does do that, it, con yeah. it, it constantly evolves. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, in fact, uh, that that resonated well with me. I, I just finished reading a book, um, 10X, um, uh, oh my gosh, drawing a blank. And Hardy and Dan Sullivan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dan Sullivan and that. And, you know, how that was a concept they talked about in there, you know, um, mm -hmm. is that, and and I think if I read 10X, by the way, 10 years ago or five years ago, I would have not been prepared for it at all. <laughs> and now I'm receiving it extremely well. Like, I mean, I totally get it and it means a lot to me. So good. All right. I'm just going to pause here because I noticed my camera's off. Uh, here we go. Okay. All right. Three, two, one. Okay. So we talk about in the, uh, in our Academy stages that we go through, and I'm really curious about this in a medical practice. Do you have an integrator? 
in your business. Oh yeah. Okay. And when did 100%. you, when did that come to a realization for you that you are the visionary and you need the person to help execute on, you know, the growth of the company and all the key components? Well, well okay. So again, this is not planned or, oh, and doesn't need it, plugging him. Uh -huh. You know, uh, is, is Gino, Gino Wickman. So he, you know, is uh, the, the true answer here is uh, I built this model, I'm doing this, et cetera. And I think it's, I mean, I'm maybe seven years ago or something. Mm -hmm. I've known Gino, I don't even know now, 12, 14 years, something like that. Um, but uh, he wanted to, oh, I can, I can help you a bit. If you never want to talk doc, you ever want to this and that. And I know you've heard this story, Rob, but I go, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm good. I'm good. You know, like I, yeah, I'm busy. I've got, you know, oh yeah, thanks a lot. I do appreciate it. You know, I, but he's like, all right, you know, and uh, fast forward years. And I want to say roughly about six, seven years ago, about um, I was at a lunch with a friend of mine that owns a, a pharmacy. And he said to me, uh, we, you know, asking about business and he, uh, oh, it's going good. And he's like, oh man, ours is doing great. Take off less headaches, this and that. He's like, I read this book. He pulls out his phone he shows me the book and I'm looking and it says the author was Gina Wickman. I go, Gina Wickman. I go, he's my patient. I know him. I literally pick up the phone. I, I call him right at that moment, which the, my friend, by the way, sitting across from me going like, what? Like, what are you talking about? And I'm like, Gino, uh, what do you do? And I go, Hey, can we, can I pick, can you, I'll take you up on this coffee now after all these years. So the truth is that when I sat down with him at, at Starbucks and I realized I, I mean, it was like this, Oh, I'm the visionary. I didn't know that. Right. <laughs> and he, he's like, you need it. You know, you, uh, you need an implementer, you need an integrator, you know, a hundred percent. And then, you know, again, I've read book and, and I started the process, but I realized then, and that helped us leaps and bounds and organized us, you know, wait, I mean, we headaches became minimal. Right. And they were all every week they were happening every day they were happening. And, and, you know, it helped, helped a lot. And so, you know, in those early stages before EOS, and then you can speak to how things changed if they did, but, you know, one of the stages that we talk about is communicating frequently with your employees. Oftentimes when we start, there's a maybe one person who's you and maybe, or maybe it's two or three. And then, you know, as it grows, there's more communication that needs to take place. How important was that for you? And then how did you go about making sure you were communicating frequently? Um, well, definitely. Yeah. For me, originally it was just one, I had like one manager, you right. know, essentially if you will. And, uh, and she is still with me 16 years. Um, and, uh, it's, I love her to death. She's the best and she's like family. But what's so funny is, is that I feel bad. I feel guilty because put a lot on her those few early years. Um, you know, but I think as I implemented, you know, this, this structure, ironically, it was kind of like a structure. This is why Gino and I and EOS and all that resonates so well is my model is a structured model, essentially like run, like your, we run your body a little bit like us. <laughs> I mean, it make, you know, simply put file metrics, et cetera. So yeah. I realized, wait a second, he's telling me this, I'm reading in a book, a few people out there have listened and read this book, a couple, I mean, at least and Just a couple just a few and it's working and I'm doing it in my practice and I know this is working. So I'm like, I'm going to listen and pay attention. And after, you know, starting that communication with a few other people and using my manager to kind of, you know, communicate 
in our practice and in the infrastructure. We we just built that out slowly. It's a slow process, but you build that out. Yeah. And fortunately for me, I was really big on office culture and my employees and taking care of them. And most of my employees have been with me for years and years. And, um, you know, I, uh, proud of that, you know, we don't have turnover a lot, even and, and patient wise turnover a lot, you know, um, po point is, is that it's, you know, it, the culture part is really key. Mm -hmm. So I've always been really big on the communication to, to a fault. Cause they say I talk too much, my staff, <laughs> but, um, but I am cognizant of it and it's really key because being in touch with your, your foundation of what's, you know, running the ship is so critical. Yes. And, uh, it, it, in when it, instead of a fire you're putting out, you're putting out a spark, right. You know, something, you know, and you're, you're just in touch. And by the way, they appreciate that. So it's not like their, their light, their load becomes easier, you know? So right. communication is critical. Did you ever notice at any point from the early days, maybe to now, this idea of staying in your personal sweet spot? In other words, you have certain strengths that you bring to the business. And maybe early on, you were doing things that weren't within that. But now you're maybe now you're more in that sweet spot. Did you notice that from the early days? Oh, yeah. And when I look back, yeah, yeah. I was all over the road. <laughs> which, which by the way, visionaries will often do that. You know, yeah. they have this big yeah. vision, but they'll tend to, you mm -hmm. know, that's why they need somebody to harness them like a Mustang, <laughs> you know? Right. So, uh, you know, um, the, uh, yeah, I, um, I definitely realized that there was a sweet spot, a place that resonated with our patients well, that served them well, that I felt fulfilled and was still passionate about. And, you know, it, it took, obviously, there was a few years, for sure, um, after I started this, you know, it might have been three or four years, even, where, you know, it wasn't just, you know, doing a little bit of everything and helping everybody, it, we narrowed it down to, like, what our sweet spot was. And I think that was critical, because it's kind of related to that Dan Sullivan book, the 10x book, um, is that you you think differently, and you can really, in the business model, you know, you get really good at what you're good at. And when that happens, I mean, the growth is very fast right. and it's hard to believe from the outside that happens but you're watering down some of the energy and the time which is things that do have bandwidth so when you when you water that down it's like well you're not going to get to where you want to get as fast for sure right and then as you grow and you start to have this trajectory we always talk about preventing the business from getting away from you and I'm curious, you know, as a medical practice, I don't know how reliant you are on other medical professionals to grow the business and that that makes it more challenging. But has there been times where you've like, wow, this thing is growing so fast, you know, I got to pull it back a little. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I, I'm fortunate enough because I, I do have a lot of relationships and a lot of other physicians and referral base and I refer to them and that, and, you know, of course, respect and hospitals, et cetera, too. Um, you know, but I don't rely on, uh, um, I think personally, this is just my perspective and my, my space. I think the best referral, cause he brought that up is from within meaning a good product, whatever that is like in my space, obviously it's caring for people doing the right thing, they're doing better, feeling better, improving. Energetically, if you will, not to sound, you know, <laughs> too, too holistic, <laughs> but mm -hmm. energetically, that's going to perpetuate itself. And in the business model, 
any business model, I think that is your best referral. You know, your best referral is the results, you know, um, and, and whatever that is, you know, um, and, uh, you know, but uh, is that answering you? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And, you know, another thing that I'm curious about, because in your position, obviously you're so busy um, meeting with your clients and whatever else goes on to follow up and all the aspects of what you do, but learning, coaching, training, mentoring, all these types of things, how important is that to you as the visionary of the organization and how do you find time to do it? Yeah. So that's a great question. And honestly, I, I'm not that busy. <laughs> I love it. Well, I did take a course from you. <laughs> okay, great. That's I, I don't, I'm not, I'm not succeeding at all. Discipline. <laughs> I already shared that with you, but, uh, but I'm, 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 I'm getting there. No, but I, I literally, uh, because of what you just asked me prior about carving out my sweet spot, our right. practice sweet spot, building a good infrastructure, um, you know, and having an integrator, a great, um, you know, implementer, you know, and, and, and a, a really a good leadership you know, foundation team. for us. Yeah. Um, that is saved me essentially. You know what I mean? Wow. Um, I mean, I mean, that's critical and, and, and it's, you know, and then, so, I, of course, I work a lot. I work a lot and I'm driven and passionate. So, of course, that's being, you know, so if you ask an outsider, they're going to tell you, like, even my wife, et cetera, you know, like, oh, he works a lot. And, you know, oh, yeah, he's he's busy. busy. The reality is, compared to the, my past, everything's perspective yeah. is I was, you know, it's different being busy and passionate and energetic in what you do and being fulfilled. But I have made a sweet spot that allows me time for, what matters, including personal, you know, stuff, including family and friends and relationships and community and that. Um, and, uh, uh, by the way, so, so rewarding and, and empowering to feel that too, because, you know, that alone lets you breathe and grow more. The thing is, I think some of the growth gets stalled, which I was doing a few years ago, when you don't see it that way, it's like grind, 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 grind. Again, I can't say enough. If, if if a patient comes to me, by the way, because one of the, the number one complaint, people go to the office, you know, I think you probably know this besides back pain, <laughs> but any, this is, this is no statistical is fatigue. The number one people go to see their doctor. The number one reason other than a checkup is fatigue other than lower back pain. I mean, and that's not mm -hmm. comical. Mm -hmm. And why are you fatigued? I mean, you know, yeah, again, on a medical end, I can get into that, but the point can be as simple as, you know, you're out of balance. And yes, in my ass, maybe it's hormonal, maybe it's nutritional, maybe it's sleep, whatever, but it could be stress. You know, there's studies that even show this 90% of illnesses and medical visits are based on stress. And what is stress? Well, it's being out of balance. Amazing. I'm curious, while we have you, I've got to ask, you mentioned lower back pain is, I can't tell if that's the number one thing or fatigue's number one, but they sound like they're neck and neck. Yeah, they're what, what Talk about the lower back pain and what, what is going on there for people? Well, well, I mean, a lot of it technically, I mean, there's, again, I don't want to discount real structural, yes. you know, physiologic back pain. So what I mean is I'm not discounting a herniated disc. Right. or nerve impingement 
or an injury or, you know, um, but there's a big, 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 big faction of because we're out of shape, we're not moving, we're not, we're not getting good blood flow. Um, our, this is our, our, our core. Our core is from gravity even and functioning and all that. When you are, again, it's an out of balance. Our body's out of balance. You know, we've gained fat. We're not muscular, you know, enough. We're not stable enough. We're not limber enough. We're not moving. We're not getting blood flow and lymphatics moving enough. It sounds very simple, but what, what resolves most functional back pain? Physical therapy. I mean, and so what I mean, but what sometimes, what are they, they're not doing a miracle in physical therapy. Okay. Not to discount them. They're, they're great. And we have great ones we refer to and use. And it's very, very important because it directs people. But a lot of times it's just like, Hey, you need to move. You need to stretch. We need to work on your weight. You know, we need to build a stronger core. And um, I mean, just look around. Yeah. Not to, not to sound, you know, Yeah, absolutely. Why does it show up there? Well, well, because think about it, your, your center, your, your, the, the way gravity pulls us and works on us. Okay. And you know, how we move and operate is at our waistline is at our lower back at our pelvis and that. And so when you're gaining, you know, <laughs> what we don't want, by the way, is the belly's getting bigger and the back's getting weaker. You're going to get muscle integrity issues. You're going to get inflammation and we never, okay, and this is why I'm a realist with longevity, we will never outlive our structure. Our structure is always being worn and torn, you know, okay? Uh, um, you know, I, I have a saying, steel still rusts. As good as we get, steel still rusts, you know what I mean? Meaning our frame, our structure is going to get wear and tear. I don't care what you look on the outside. You see these guys that are 70, 80 years old. God bless them. These are my patients even. They're fit. They're energetic. They're thriving, running the business. They're okay. But the reality is we have to have talks about their true structure, meaning the bones, the wear and tear, the cartilage, whatever that's going to happen. So to answer you, and I think get at it, you know, also depending on age and wear and tear, yeah. you, we all get joint arthritis, which makes you predisposed to something like back pain. And mm -hmm. especially at a core area with so much dynamic motion, like the yeah. lower back. But I'll tell you to just to help even a few out there. Yeah. Movement, work and make sure that your core is strong and weight loss and get just movement in general, you know. And uh, and then, you know, not not to plug something that's really, really uh important, but I think overlooked with aging is hormones. Hormones are so anti-inflammatory. When we age and our hormones decline, you will inflame. Mm. And when you inflame, it could be your shoulder, it could be your back, it could be your knee or whatever, but you're going to be prone to have pain, That's like so back pain. So good. Thank you for sharing that. Okay. One last question for you, which is what advice comes to mind for you for an early stage entrepreneur? As you draw back on 16 years ago, when you jumped into this thing, took the leap, what advice would you have for somebody who's starting today and you know, has one to nine employees, not quite a million dollars in sales yet. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a tough question. <laughs> I know. It's a tough question. Um, you know, it, it, because I am trying to reflect even on some people I know and what mm. they would say, mm. um, because some of us get going and get started early on and, and it's literally we're leapers, you know, we leapt and we had no clue. You know what I mean? That's right. 
So, you know, but I would, I would say this, and I know I brought it up before, but I, I think it's so important and it's going to show up in the people that can really work at this and come from this, this place, they are going to thrive and that's passion. Mm-hmm. You got to come from a place of passion, you know, serving others, caring for others, even if it's in, again, this, a business you know, think whatever. I mean, literally, if you're an accountant, I'm just making something up. Right. Great. But like taking care of them, you know, not just crunching numbers and here's your, you know, caring about them coming from passion and compassion, but being passionate about what you do leaps and bounds and, and, and you'll, you won't fail. I love that. Thank you for that. Perfect answer. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Dr. Lorenz, thank you. so. Say again. I said off the hip, man. Off the hip. There you go. There you go. Uh, Thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me today. I'm so grateful to you. No, no. Pleasure. Pleasure. No. Thank you very much. Pleasure. And to all the amazing entrepreneurs listening today, I greatly appreciate you spending time with us. And as always, I wish you all much love and gratitude.